My Bible's all wore out. I like to see people wore out Bible that means they're using it. I just tore mine up on the way over here so y'all think I used mine. I, I seen Elise's. I was looking over the pew right there behind her and I was seeing all the writing in her Bible. I poked Kim. I said, there's a woman that studies right there, you know. I like all I like all that uh, I like all that highlighted stuff and the handwriting in the Bible. I write all through mine. I know some people think it think it's wrong to write in the Bible, but it's the way I make my notes and it's the way I remember things and and um, it it kind of kind of shows that somebody's been reading and studying, you know. But anyway, it's good to be back up here teaching again, and uh, I hope it's a, a pleasing surprise that I'm up here. It's not a disappointment. I definitely do not consider myself a, a preacher by any means, but I do pre- consider myself part of the body. And since I'm part of the body, I think I should always be able to do Yahweh's will whenever it comes my way, and whatever Yahweh has me to do, I think that I think that I should do it. And I like you would much rather Matthew be up here teaching. But um, when Matthew has a hard time, I mean, he has a lot to do, and and, uh, and I can help. I can participate. You know, I believe that Matthew has a heavenly calling to be a minister of the Word of Yahweh, and I'm so appreciative of his time and his efforts that are put forth, and he exhausts himself week after week for not only the edification of this body and this church, but also for other people, and I'm thankful for that. But because I'm able to teach and that I am part of the body, I believe it's only right that I do my part from time to time and aid in the ministry and the edification of this church and also to help out where Yahweh, what Yahweh sees fit. I may just be the big toe in the body, but that's where Yahweh's got me at, and that's good enough for me. The big toe seems small in relation to the arm or, or the heart, I guess, but nonetheless it is a part, and even, even the toe's important. I broke my big toe one time playing softball, and it is rough. You can't even stand up right without your big toe intact. It hurts. You know, you you walk with a limp or whatever, but part of the body is, when part of the body is disabled, the whole body is disabled. Everybody suffers. And so it is with every part of the body, and all are important. The big toe is just just as important as as the arm or the heart or, you know, the brain or whatever. And I know not not all of you or not all of us should be teachers. But we can do something. We can do something. And all parts, all parts are beneficial somehow. So now that I've said all that, I put some sort of a guilt trip on you, I guess, for if you haven't been participating. I'm going to give everyone a chance in here to participate today and uh, to, to minister to the saints today and to be part of the service. And by the way, did you know that the way we edify the church and build up the church is in spirit and truth. You know, whether it be by song or by praise or by testimony or by reading the reading the scriptures to one another or by sharing the gospel with somebody, all these things edify the church, and that's the way we do it. We minister to other people, and that's how the church becomes edified. So since we all need to be an active part of the body, and we should all want to be an active part of the body, helping out where we can, helping Matthew, who may be the, may be the heart in this assembly or in this assembly, or in this body, or helping me who may be the big toe, or helping the little ones in here who are the eyes and the ears of, the, of our church, listening and watching and growing up to become the saints who will be edified and will edify others in the future. Everyone has their part to do. So today I'd like for everyone 
in here to play a part in that edification of others in the service today by reading the entire book of Ephesians. I want us to start the book of Ephesians, and I want to read it as a as a whole, as a congregation. It'll take a little while to do so, but we do this at Tabernacles during the during the Feast of Tabernacles. We put pick a book in the law, and through the law we go through. Each person takes a turn with the Bible, and they read five verses, and the microphone goes to the next person, and they read five verses until we make our way around the congregation. If it takes a second trip, we'll go a second trip. Now, I know that some people are shy and uh, don't want to read, and that's okay. I'm not trying to put anything on anybody that they that they don't want to do, and if you don't want to do it, by all means, pass the microphone on and, you know, give it to somebody else. But I would like for everybody to participate if they if they would or if they want to. And um, this way, it, it, it does two things. It does two things. It gives you a chance to minister to somebody else, and at the end of the day, you can say that you've read the book of Ephesians. If you've not read it before, it's been read as a whole here, and you had your you had your opportunity to minister to everybody. But before we do all that, I want to give you just a brief overview of the book of Ephesians as an introduction, and I also want to let you let you know why I chose the book of Ephesians to teach. And I plan on doing this, if, if, if people don't run me off after today, I plan on doing this over the course of a couple of years. Maybe we'll go through the whole book, entire book of, of Ephesians, give Matthew a break, and it'll just be something different to study. But one reason that I chose the book of Ephesians is because I've heard a lot of people talk about wanting to hear encouraging messages. So, you know, just from time to time, you like to hear something that makes you feel good, that builds you up, you know, makes you feel that way. And the book of Ephesians is chock full of encouragement about who we are and the promises we have because of who we are. The second reason that I chose the book of Ephesians is because it's a great book to ensure our faith in Christ, and it makes certain that our salvation occurs by faith through Christ. Thirdly, because I love, love, love the doctrine of Yahweh's sovereign will and His sovereign grace, and this book is full of it. It's one of my favorite subjects, and this and this book is just slammed full of it. And fourthly, but definitely not lastly, it's because it only has six chapters, and I didn't want to teach the book of Psalms, which has 150 chapters, because I don't know that I live long enough the way we go through the books when I teach. So, anyway, I'm just teasing. But I do believe the book of Ephesians needs to be studied and it needs to be taught. This book is a treasure house for the saints. It's like a bank for believers. It teaches us about the teaches us about the riches we have because of the fullness of the Messiah and about our faith in Him. We own an inheritance of righteousness through His blood that affords us forgiveness and eventually the kingdom. That's the treasure house. That is the richness of this book. If you don't understand that richness through Christ, you will go through life spiritually spiritually malnourished. It'd be like Frankie dying of starvation knowing the whole time that he had half a million dollars planted in those mason jars down by the pond. It's just foolishness. It's just foolishness. That would be foolish and a terrible misuse of our resources. I say that and pick on Frankie because I've got the mic right now and he's usually got me. So, Anyhow, likewise, it would be the same for us to go through life without ever utilizing the riches that we have in Christ. That would be a misuse of our resources. So I feel like we need to study the book like this. We need to study a book like this. We need to study Ephesians because it is a go-to book when we need to be reminded of how we came about, how we were planned into Yahweh's will, how Christ is our guarantee, and how to use all those guarantees that we have. Incredible riches can be found in the book of Ephesians. It's full of theology. It's packed full of assurance. 
and it is overwhelmingly loaded with insight on how to put to use all we have been given through Yahweh's own Son by the will of the Father for His glory. So speaking of the riches we have in Christ, let me give you a couple of examples that you'll find throughout the book. Chapter 1 and verse 7 and 8, it talks about the riches of His grace and Him speaking of Yeshua. It says, We have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the richness of His grace that He lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. In chapter 3 and in verse 8, it talks about unfathomable riches. It says, The grace was given to me, the least of all saints, to proclaim to the nations that incalculable riches of the Messiah. In chapter 3 and verse 16 and 17, it talks about the riches of His glory. It says, I pray that he may grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man, and the Messiah may dwell in your hearts through faith. And these are just a few examples. Yahweh just pours out his favor on us throughout the entire epistle. The word grace is used 12 times, the word glory 8 times, the word inheritance is used 4 times, the word riches is used 5 times, the word fullness or filled is used 7 times, And the means by which all these things are given is through Christ or in Christ. And that phrase is used 27 times. 27 times in just six short chapters, we're told that the blessings that we have are through Christ. So because we're in the Messiah, we have a plethora of blessings, inheritance, favor, and undeniable resources of richness in Yahweh's grace. This may be best summed up in chapter 3 and verses 17 through 19. It says this, Paul says, I pray that the Messiah may dwell in your hearts in faith. I pray that you, being rooted and timely established in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and the width, the height and the depth of Yahweh's love, and to know the Messiah's love that surpasses knowledge, so you may be filled with the fullness of Yahweh. That's the intent. That's the reason that we need to know all these things is so that we may be filled with the fullness of Yahweh. Immeasurable blessings will be found in studying this book. I don't know about you, but I want to be filled with the fullness of Yahweh through His Son. And that's exactly what the first three chapters will show us as we go through this book. Yahweh's favor is love for you and about who you are by His grace on your life through His Son. That's what we'll uncover. Now the last three chapters are about how to tap into that spiritual storehouse that Yahweh's blessed you with. It's about how to put to use the spiritual blessings that Yahweh has bestowed upon you. The first three chapters, theological. The last three chapters are practical. He tells you how blessed you are in the first three chapters. The last three chapters, he tells you how to use all those blessings that he's given you. Now, don't get, me, don't get materialistic on me. I'm not talking about money and material assets. No, we're not talking about those kind of blessings. I'm talking about faith, hope, love, confidence in the life and the sacrificial death of our resurrected Lord. I'm talking about the knowledge that Yahweh has given you in all these things. Again, I'll give you some examples on the last three chapters. Chapter 4 and verse 11 through 13, it says that he personally gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastoring teachers, for the training of the saints and the work of the ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach the unity in the faith and the knowledge of Yahweh's Son, growing into mature man, into a mature man with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. Okay, he says he gives us the jobs to edify the body of Christ until when? Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of, his, of Yahweh's Son. 
Now that verse so packed, it's not even funny, but we'll get to it in depth as we go through the scriptures. We won't talk about it so much now, but it's but it is just it's slam packed full of theology. But we'll we'll deal with it later. But the point is that all the blessings and gifts that we have are to be put into practice in the edification of the saints. That's what Yahweh blesses us with, is so that we can push it on and help somebody else. Another example is chapter four and verse twenty two through twenty four. It says, you took off your former way of life, the old man, that is corrupted by deceitful desires. You're being renewed in the spirit of your minds. You put on the new man, the one created according to Yahweh's likeness and righteousness and purity of of the truth. Do you see how this is showing you how to put this gift of Yahweh to practice? You remove the old man, the sinful man, and you practice the righteousness of the new man, that is the spiritual man, with a spiritual mind, the one that was made for the goodness of Yahweh and for Yahweh's glory. And chapter 5, verse 1 says, Be imitators of Yahweh as dearly loved children. How do you do that? How do you imitate Yahweh unless you be born again, unless you be filled with the Spirit? How do we act like the Son of Yahweh unless we be filled with the Spirit that that the Son of Yahweh was filled with? In chapter 5, and verse 22 through 23, I won't read it because we're going to get to it in a minute. We'll read the whole the whole book. But it talks about the roles of a man and a woman and the chain of authority, how Christ is the head of the family, and how man serves up underneath the head, all the way down to the woman. It talks about these things. In chapter 6, in verse 1 through 4, it talks about the role of a child to a parent. It talks about disobedient children to parents and how, how kids should be obedient and honor their mother and their father and things like this. In chapter 6, in verse 5 through 9, it talks about the role of slaves and masters and um, how, a, how a slave should 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 honor his master and work hard not just when not just when somebody's looking at him but work always work hard for his master because we should have the mindset of Christ and be a servant. And last but definitely not least, least talked about the sixth chapter of Ephesians again. I think it's funny every time I try to teach a sermon, somebody says something about it in here, and I think that's just a secondary witness. So I'm I'm thankful for it. But lastly, but not but not least, chapter six, ten through twenty. Paul discusses the armor of Yahweh and how we use the spiritual blessings that have been bestowed upon us in Christ to battle the enemy throughout the course of our Christian walk. So these are all examples of how we put to use and how we put into practice the spiritual gifts and blessings that Yahweh gives us through the richness we have in His Son. Folks, this is such an awesome book and it's so good for our spiritual nutrition and we have to journey through it. We have to journey through it. We need to take it piece by piece and just go through it and, and glean all that we can glean from it so that when the enemy comes our way, we not only have have the weapons that we need to defend ourselves, but we also know how to use them. So with that, that was my introduction to the book of Ephesians. And with that being said, let's get started. We're going to, like I said, go go through the whole book of Ephesians if, if uh, I assume time will permit. It's a Sabbath day. We don't have too much to do. We can eat later, but... If you don't get anything else out of this today, you can at least say this. Hey, I've read the book of Ephesians. Or, I ministered to the person next to me because I read part of the book of Ephesians to somebody else. And so in some way, you're edifying a a brother or sister in Christ in here. So I'll start. I'm going to go around the room. Do you want to use a microphone? Will that work? We'll just pass around. Elijah, you mind going after me? Okay, and I'll read I'll read five verses. I'm not trying to run anybody off. If you don't have a Bible, you don't want to read it, that's fine. But but um, if you do, by all means, participate. And I'll read the first five verses. And uh, Elijah, you pick up after me, and however you pass the microphone will be fine with me. All right. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 1 
in verse 1, it says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Yeshua by Yahweh's will, to the saints and believers in Christ Yeshua at Ephesus, grace to you and peace from the Almighty, our Father, and the Lord Yeshua the Messiah. Blessed be the Mighty One and the Father of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens in Yeshua. For He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight in love. In love he predestined us to be adopted through Yeshua the Messiah for himself according to his favor and will. To the praise of his glorious grace that he favored us in the beloved. We have redemption in him through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us with all his wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure, that He had a plan for us, for the administration of the days of our fulfillment, to bring everything together in, in Messiah, both things in heaven and things on earth in Him. We have also received an inheritance in Him, presented according to the purpose of the one who works out everything in agreement with the decision of his will, so that we who had already put our hope in the Messiah might bring praise to his glory. When you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed in him, you were also sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. He is the down payment of our inheritance for the redemption of the possession to praise of his glory. This is why, since I heard about your faith in Yahweh, Yeshua, and your love for all the saints, I never stop giving thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the Elohim of our Yeshua Christ, the glorious Father, um, would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the perception of your mind may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the glorious riches of his inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his vast strength? He demonstrated this power in the Messiah by raising him from the dead and seating him at his right hand in the heavens. Far above every ruler and authority, power and dominion in every title given, not only in this age but also in the one to come. And he put everything under his feet and appointed him as head over everything for the church. Which is his body? The fullness of the one who fills all things in every way. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you previously walked according to the worldly age, according to the ruler of the atmospheric domain, the spirit now working in the disobedient. We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. And by nature we were children under wrath, as the others were also. But the Almighty, who is abundant in mercy because of his great love, that he had for us, made us alive with the Messiah, even though we were dead in trespasses. By grace you are saved. 
He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in the Messiah Yeshua so that in the coming ages he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace in his kindness to us in the Messiah Yeshua. For by grace you are saved through faith and this is not from yourselves. It is the Almighty's gift. I don't read that well, so I won't read, but I will testify a little bit. <clears throat> Yahweh has blessed me in many, many ways with a bunch of good friends, good uh, health, I guess. Uh, most of all, with, with His love, He's blessed me through my sickness and health. <clears throat> I had a lady tell me the other day, said, uh, you push limit to your furs. God must really love you, and I believe He does. Um I'm not even worth the smallest grain of sand up under his toenail. But uh <clears throat> had another friend call me. I've had him for a friend for a long, long time. Longer than anyone. And he called me up from Afghanistan and said, uh, Rocket, how much was your bill for the dog biting you? I said, I have not a clue why. He said, I want to pay your bill for you. I know you can't afford it. So, yeah, I'm very well blessed. And he loves me. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in the Messiah unto good works, which Yahweh hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore remember that ye, being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without the Messiah, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without Yahweh in the world. But now in the Messiah ye have sometimes were far off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Fourteen. For he is our peace, who made both groups one, and tore down the dividing wall of hostility. In his flesh, he made of no effect the law consisting of commands and expressed in regulations, so that he might create in himself one new man from the two, resulting in peace. He did this so that he might reconcile both to Yahweh in one body through the cross and put the hostility to death by it. When the Messiah came, he proclaimed that good news of peace to you who were far away and peace to those who are near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father, so that, no, sorry, so then you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone the whole building put together by him grows into the holy sanctuary in the Lord. You also are being built together for God's dwelling in the Spirit. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, on behalf of the Gentiles, you have heard, haven't you, about the administration of God's grace that he gave to me for you? The was made known to me by revelation, as I have briefly written above. 
By reading this, you are able to understand my insight about the mystery of the Messiah. This was not made known to people in other generations as it is now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. The Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, and partners of the promise in Christ, Yeshua, through the gospel. I was made a servant of this gospel that by the gift of Yahweh's grace that was given to me by working of his power. This grace was given to me, the least of all the saints, to proclaim to the Gentiles the incalculable riches of the Messiah. And to shed light for all about the administration of the mystery hidden for ages in Yahweh who created all things. This is Yahweh's multifaceted wisdom. This is so Yahweh's multifaceted wisdom may now be made known through the church to the rulers and authorities in the heavens. This is according to his eternal purpose accomplished in the Messiah, Yeshua, our Lord. In him we have boldness and confident access through faith in him. So then I ask you not to be discouraged over my afflictions on your behalf, for they are your glory. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Savior, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Yahweh may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints, which is the breadth, the length, and the depth, and the height. And to know the love of Christ, the Yahweh Yahshua is <laughs> filling in the blank there, which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ our Throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Does it scroll over? Just one and two. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation whereth ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. Diligently keeping the unity of the Spirit with the peace that binds us, there is one body and one Spirit, just as you are called to one hope at your calling. One Yahweh, one faith, one baptism. One Elohim and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. Now grace has given to each one of us according to the measure of Yeshua's gift. For it says, when he ascended on high, he took prisoners into captivity. He gave gifts to people. 
But that does. But what does he ascended mean? Except that Yeshua descended to the lower parts of the earth. The one who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he personally gave some to the apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the training of the saints in the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in faith and in the knowledge of Yahweh's Son, growing into a mature man with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. Then we will no longer be little children tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching, by human cunning with cleverness in the techniques of deceit. But speaking the truth in love, let us grow in every way into Him who is the head, Christ. From Him the whole body, fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament, promotes the growth of the body for building up itself in love by the proper working of each individual part. Therefore, I say this and testify in the Lord, you should no longer walk as the Gentiles walk in the futility of their thoughts. They are darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of Yahweh, because of the ignorance that is in them and because of the hardness of their hearts. They became callous and gave themselves over to to promiscuity for the practice of every kind of impurity with a desire for more and more. But that is not how you learned about the Messiah. If indeed you have heard him and learnt in him what the truth in Yahshua is, you will strip yourselves from the former conduct of the corrupt old man with his deceptive lust, and you will be renewed in the spirit of your mind and you will be putting on the new man, the one created Yah-like in righteousness and holiness for the truth. Therefore, rejecting falsehood, speak truth every one with his neighbor, for we are parts of one another. Be angry and sin not. Be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. And don't give the devil an opportunity. The thief must no longer steal. Instead, he must do honest work with his own hands so that he has something to share with anyone in need. No foul language is to come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need so that it gives grace to those who hear. And don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. You were sealed by him for the day of redemption. All bitterness, anger, and wrath, shouting and slander must be removed from you, along with all malice. And be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as Yahweh also forgave you in Christ. Therefore be imitators of Yahweh as dearly loved children, 
and walk in love as the Messiah also loved us and gave himself for us, a sacrificial and fragrant offering to Yahweh. But sexual immorality and any impurity or greed should not even be heard of among you, as it is proper for saints. Coarse and foolish talking or crude joking are not suitable, but rather giving, but rather giving thanks. For know and recognize this: every sexual, immor- immoral, or impure or greedy person who is an idolater does not have any inheritance in the kingdom of the Messiah and of Yahweh. Let no one deceive you with empty arguments, for God's wrath is coming on the disobedient because of these things. Therefore do not become their partners, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light results in all goodness, righteousness, and truth discerning what is pleasing to Yahweh. Don't participate in the fruitless works of darkness, but instead expose them, for it is shameful even to mention what is done by them in secret. Everything exposed by the light is made clear, for what makes everything clear is light. Therefore it is said, Get up, sleeper, and rise up from the dead, and the Messiah will shine on you. Pay careful attention, then, to how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, don't be foolish understand what the will of Yahweh is. Don't be drunken with wine, which is in disposition, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking one to another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord giving thanks always concerning all things in the name of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, to Yahweh, the Father, subjecting yourselves one to another in the fear of Messiah. Wives, submit your wives submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of the body. Now as the church submits to Christ, so wives are to submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, to make her holy. cleansing her with the washing of water by the word. He did this to present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or anything like that but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hates his own flesh, but provides and cares for it, just as Christ does 
for the church, since we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a mystery. This mystery is profound, but I am talking about Christ and the church. To sum up, each one of you is to love his wife as himself, and the wife is to respect her husband. Children, obey your parents in Yahweh, because this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may have a long life in the land. And fathers, don't stir up anger in your children, but bring them up in the training and instructions of Yahweh. Slaves, obey your human masters with fear and trembling, in the sincerity of your heart as to Christ. Don't don't work only while being watched in order to please men, but as slaves of Christ. Do Yahweh's will from your heart. Render service with a good attitude as to Yahweh and not to men, knowing that whenever that whatever good each one does, slave or free, he will receive this back from Yahweh. And masters treat them in the in the same way, without treat, threatening them, because you know that both their and your master is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of the Almighty so that you can stand against the tactics of the devil. For our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. This is why you must take up the full armor of the Almighty so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having prepared it must be able to resist in the, in the in the evil day and having prepared everything to take your stand. Stand therefore with truth like a belt around your waist, righteous like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation take the shield of faith, and with it you will be able to extinguish all flames error all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is Yahweh's word. Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer as and request, and stay alert in this with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Pray also for me, that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, for I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I might be bold enough in him to speak as I should. Tychicus, our dearly loved brother, and faithful servant in the Lord will tell you all the news about me so that you may be informed. I am sending you, I am sending him to you for this very reason, to let you know how we are and to encourage your hearts. Peace to the brothers and love with faith from Yahweh and Yeshua. Grace be with all who have undying love for our Lord Yeshua. All right. <clears throat> well, that's the book of Ephesians. So if you hadn't read it, you have now. It's a it's a really good book, and I'm excited to go through it. And I think in the 
upcoming weeks and over the course of a year or so, we'll we'll go through and pick it apart. And there's just so much good stuff that's in there. But uh, I always, when I when I start to teach anything or when I start to study anything, I don't ever want to just start start and read one verse and break that verse apart. And so I take it as a whole, as a unit, and I'll read through it. And I read through it several, several times. And so what I wanted to do tonight was just for the for the fact that everybody can say they read the book of Ephesians. I'm sure that most in here have read them several times. But anyway, I wanted to I wanted to do that and so that you have kind of a context. I want to point out some points like, like we did before we started and then then go through it and so that you kind of get the context of the, the whole epistle and you understand maybe Paul's mission to uh to the church. There's tons of stuff about this book. It is um some people some people call Roman Romans, the book of Romans, that was uh Paul's king of his letters, and then they say that the book of Ephesians would have been the queen, and so uh, it's really it's really an impressive book, and and uh, I'm thankful thankful to be able to teach it, and, and I'm looking forward to doing it and discovering all all Yahweh's lessons in His Son that He's that He's given to us. So anyway, until next time, if you want to study the book of Ephesians, we'll start next time I teach. I'll go through I don't know how many verses, but maybe two or three or four, and get started in it. But I'm looking forward to it, and thanks for the help and reading and stuff like that. It's a, I know it's probably a surprise to everybody when they walked in here and didn't know that they were going to read, but that's okay. That's okay. We all we all uh, we can all participate somehow, you know. So anyway, I'll pray and I guess we dismiss. Yahweh Father, I'm so thankful for all your blessings that you bestowed upon me and my family and my my family here. My my immediate family, but not not just my immediate family, Father, the the church family that I serve with, Father, we're all one big one big body, and we we resemble that which that which we sh- that which our Messiah was. We're supposed to look like Christ, and and um, Father, I pray that we do our part. I pray that we that it is a is a con- it's a constant desire for us to um, to reach out to lost souls and to minister to the needy and to love the afflicted and. And, Father, just cherish all the good things that you've given us, Father. We give you all the praise and the glory for all that you have given us and how you've blessed us throughout our lives. And, Father, I just pray that you'll continue to do that. And I pray that that as we study the book of Ephesians, Father, I pray that you'll open our minds and our hearts to receive what um, that you have for us to, to learn. And I pray at the end of it we'll come out better on the other side, Father, that we'll be equipped with all the spiritual tools that we need to go through life and to proclaim the gospel message. And, and um Share your only begotten Son with the with the lost people of this world. Father, we love you so much, and we ask all these things in your precious and holy Son's name. Amen.